Hi everyone, I'm Dave. And I'm Marvin. It's day 118, and this is God's Big Story. It's a story. It's big. Never boring. No way. For his glory. Always. It's God's Big Story. So welcome back, everyone. It's Wednesday, and we certainly hope that everything is okie doke. Oh yeah, Dave, I see what you did there. Hi, everyone. Nobody knows what he's gonna ask now. It's Marvin, the friendly, curious cow. Now, I'm afraid, Marvin, I actually have some kind of bad news for today. Oh no, Dave, what? Well, I'm afraid Benjamin had to go to the dentist today, so, well, he asked if he could come in tomorrow instead. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, well, that's not terrible news. No, I think we'll be okay waiting for one more day. But yes, Marvin, yesterday we were talking about having a quiet time. Okay, yeah, yeah, so, Dave, I have some questions about that. Okay, okay, so, well, how did you get on, Marvin? Well, Dave, I did try, but I started, and then after a while I realized I wasn't really thinking about God at all. I was thinking about playing cowball. I guess I got distracted. So, yeah, I was feeling kind of bad about that. Uh, I see. Okay, well, Marvin, you don't need to feel bad about getting distracted. That happens to all of us. Even you, Dave? Yeah, Marvin, absolutely. But you know what? God understands. Quiet times, shutting out distractions so that we can talk to God, well, they get easier with practice too. And if you do get distracted, well, why not pray about the thing that's distracting you? You could ask God to help you to do your best in your next cowball game. And then you can get back to praying about other things. Okay, yeah, good idea. Okay, so the other thing, Dave, I forgot to ask yesterday, how long is a quiet time supposed to be? Well, Marvin, the thing is, our quiet time shouldn't become like homework that God sets for us. You know, it's not like we have to do so many minutes every day or God won't be happy. Because, well, no one likes homework. Time with God shouldn't be like a chore that we have to do. Yuck. It's just setting aside a few minutes to check in with him, to talk and listen to the God who loves us. So, well, I would say 20 seconds isn't going to be much good, but it could maybe just be 5 to 10 minutes a day to start with and see how that goes. Kind of build it up as you get older and you practice more. Okay, yeah, because Dave, I was talking to my little cousin, you know, Charlie the little charming cow. Okay, well, I don't think I've met Charlie, have I? Oh, you would definitely remember Dave. He is intensely charming. Okay. Well, you see, he's very little Dave, and he hasn't learned to read yet. So, well, how could he do a quiet time? Okay, yeah, now that's a very good question, because I think we have lots of listeners who are maybe too little to go off and read the Bible by themselves. And for them, maybe listening to the podcast might kind of be their quiet time. But maybe as they're lying in bed and the lights go out, or some other time in the day, they could take just a few minutes to pray, to talk to God in their heads. In our house, we use teaspoon prayer. Hmm. You pray about spoons, Dave? Nope, but TSP is short for teaspoon. But those three letters, TSP, well, they give us a way to pray. T is for thanks. So we thank God for some good things that he's given us. S is for sorry. And so we say sorry for the times that we've sinned. And P stands for please. And that's asking God for his help. Okay, okay. T-S-P. Thanks, sorries, pleases. Now again, you don't have to use that. It's just another little thing that can be useful. But even if you're very little, it's good to spend just a few minutes every day, just you, talking to God, your Father in heaven. Okay, I'll, I'll talk to Charlie about that, Dave. Thanks. You're very welcome, Marvin. Okay, well, we're getting a bit behind schedule, so we'd better get to today's reading. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yesterday, Elijah, well, he ran away from Ahab and Jezebel, and then God talked to him in the whisper. That's right. Now, we're still talking about Israel, the northern kingdom, and today we're going to hear even more about some of the evil things that Ahab and his queen Jezebel got up to. 
Okay, okay, so who's reading for us today? Well, today we're back to our friend Robin. Oh, hi, Robin. Hi, everyone. Today's reading is 1 Kings 21, verses 1 to 24. Naboth's Vineyard Some time later, King Ahab wanted a certain vineyard. It belonged to Naboth from Jezreel. The vineyard was in Jezreel. It was close to the palace of Ahab, the king of Samaria. Ahab said to Naboth, Let me have your vineyard. It's close to my palace. I want to use it for a vegetable garden. I'll trade you a better vineyard for it, or, if you prefer, I'll pay you what it's worth. But Naboth replied, May the Lord keep me from giving you the land my family has handed down to me. So Ahab went home. He was angry. He was in a bad mood because of what Naboth from Jezreel had said. He had told Ahab, I won't give you the land my family had handed down to me. So Ahab lay on his bed. He was in a very bad mood. He wouldn't even eat anything. His wife Jezebel came in. She asked him, Why are you in such a bad mood? Why won't you eat anything? He answered her, Because I spoke to Naboth from Jezreel. I said, Sell me your vineyard, or, if you prefer, I'll give you another vineyard in its place. But he said, I won't sell you my vineyard. His wife Jezebel said, Is this how the king of Israel acts? Get up, eat something, cheer up. I'll get you the vineyard of Naboth from Jezreel. So she wrote some letters in Ahab's name. She stamped them with his royal seal, and she sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in the city where Naboth lived. In those letters she wrote, Announce a day when the people are supposed to go without eating. Have Naboth sit in an important place among the people, but put two worthless and evil men in seats across from him. Have them bring charges that he has cursed God and the king. Then take him out of the city, kill him by throwing stones at him. So the elders and nobles who lived in that city did what Jezebel wanted. They did everything she directed in the letters she had written to them. They announced a day of fasting. They had Naboth sit in an important place among the people. Then two worthless and evil men came and sat across from him. They brought charges against Naboth in front of the people. The two men said, Naboth has cursed God and the king. So they took him outside the city. They killed him by throwing stones at him. Then they sent a message to Jezebel. They said, Naboth is dead. We killed him by throwing stones at him. Jezebel heard that Naboth had been killed. As soon as she heard it, she said to Ahab, Get up, take over the vineyard of Naboth from Jezreel. It's the one he wouldn't sell to you. He isn't alive anymore. He's dead. Ahab heard that Naboth was dead. So Ahab got up and went down to take over Naboth's vineyard. Then a message from the Lord came to Elijah, who was from Tishbe. The Lord said, Go down to see Ahab the king of Israel. He rules in Samaria. You will find him in Naboth's vineyard. Ahab has gone there to take it over. Tell him, the Lord says, haven't you murdered a man? Haven't you taken over his property? Then tell Ahab, the Lord says, dogs licked up Naboth's blood. In the same place, dogs will lick up your blood. Yes, I said, your blood. Ahab said to Elijah, my enemy, you have found me. I have found you. He answered, That's because you gave yourself over to do evil things. You did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord says, I am going to bring horrible trouble on you. I will destroy your children after you. I will destroy every male in Israel who is related to you. 
it does not matter whether they are slaves or free. I will make your royal house like the house of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat. I will make it like the house of Basha, the son of Ahijah. You have made me very angry. You have caused Israel to sin. The Lord says, Dogs will eat up Jezebel near the wall of Jezreel. Some of the people who belong to Ahab will die in the city. Dogs will eat them up. Others will die in the country. The birds will eat them. Thanks, Robin. Oh, Dave, Ahab and Jezebel were just horrible people. They were, Marvin, and so God sends Elijah to tell him he's going to be punished, just like Jeroboam was, if you remember him, just like Basha. Well, God is going to put an end to him and take the throne away from his family. Yeah, I can't help but thinking good. I mean, that's what he deserved. Yes, it definitely was, but actually let me read a few more verses that tell us what Ahab did when Elijah told him what was coming. Starting at verse 27, it says this, When Ahab heard what Elijah had said, he tore his clothes. He put on the rough clothing people wear when they're sad. He went without eating. He even slept in his clothes. He went around looking sad. And then a message from the Lord came to Elijah, who was from Tishbe. The Lord said, Have you seen how Ahab has made himself humble in my sight? Because he has done that, I will not bring trouble on him while he lives. But I will bring it on his royal house when his son is king. Oh, wow. So Ahab actually more kind of said sorry to God. He did. And you know, it's easy to think, look how terrible Ahab was. God should have just killed him right there and then. But you know, we should never look at someone else and think, hmm, God needs to kill that sinner. Because yes, they might deserve it. Ahab was one of the worst kings ever. He sinned in lots of terrible ways. But the thing is, we're sinners too. If we got what we deserved, well, yeah, that would not be good news. Remember, we don't deserve heaven. Oh yeah, yeah, grace again, huh? That's right, Marvin. So today, when we see Ahab humbling himself before God, we should react by saying, wow, look how patient our God is with us. Even after all Ahab's sin, God still listened to him when he said and showed that he was sorry. Today, boys and girls, thank God that even if we've made huge mistakes or done terrible things, we can still come back to God. He will still hear our prayers if we are sorry. Yeah, Dave, that is good news. It really is. Okay, well, we are definitely out of time, Marvin, so we had better say goodbye, and we will be back again, hopefully, with Benjamin the Wolf. Okay, yeah, well, bye, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Goodbye. We'll see you soon. God's Big Story is a ministry of Eden Grove Presbyterian Church. Music and jingles by Dave Josh.